This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 40 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. We would like to thank our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products. Visit them online at kppusa.com. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Debbie McDonald, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Debbie. How have you been since we last spoke? I'm very well, thank you. A bit busier than I'd like to be, but I guess that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's a good thing, Um, doing what you love. And, uh, you know, it really takes some beating, doesn't it? You know, not everybody gets the job satisfaction that we do, you know? Well, that's true. I mean, you know, the one thing about it is it seems like, you know, everything is dead for a part of the year, and then it's like, you know, everything hits you. It's like you feel like you're going every single weekend to a horse show, you know? <laughs> well, I think the crazy thing these days now with, with dressage, with a lot of the disciplines, it's it's year-round, isn't it? You can be competing all the year-round at this sport. You really can, absolutely. Um, you know, I think you've got to find a balance and pick and choose so the horses don't get burned out in the process. But, yes, and especially you go to Europe, there's, there's an opportunity every single weekend, I think. <laughs> yes. So, now of course, uh, your focus is obviously in California. Um, where have you been since uh, – did, did you go to Thermal since we last spoke? Yes, we did do thermal, and um, and then this weekend there's a horse show in L.A., and we're kind of splitting up the horses a little bit now, so it's not, uh, we have to take a different different group every time, because then otherwise some get left out, and, you know, so we kind of are trying to make a balance here, so right. they all, we have a different group going a little bit. Good. Well, I'm glad you're keeping busy. We've got a great show this week, Debbie, as I was able to catch up with Anki van Grunsven. She was heading to um, the Gothenburg World Cup qualifier this weekend. Um, Obviously, that's an important final round of qualifiers for the Western European League, and uh, it was great to catch up with her because she hadn't been on the show before, so it was time to to get her on as guest. So uh, looking forward to sharing that conversation with everyone uh, this week. Yeah, that sounds like a, a really good yeah. good uh, show lineup, I think. Absolutely, and quite a bit of news. Um, um, as I mentioned, the, the competitions are everywhere right now, and not least of all in Europe. Uh, it was Neumünster CDI just uh, last weekend, and not surprisingly, uh, Totilus did it again. Edward Gall and Morland's Totilus, 87.6, Deb, winning that uh, <laughs> freestyle oh my gosh this horse just never ceases to amaze us it really does and and uh great to see adeline cornelison again with the uh, jerick parsival he's now jerick parsival not just parsival um as, as you know he uh, the the change in the ownership there so she retains the ride on that horse and and the ownership uh shared with uh, jerick so um she had a um a very comfortable second place there behind uh, Edward on 82.5. Uh, you know, those two were just uh, going neck and neck. I mean, it's it's all about the Dutch, isn't it, right now? I know there's five They are strong. They I are mean, strong. they are strong. They are definitely the horses right now. 
They really are. And there's five of them in the top, the top five riders in the Western European League for the World Cup are, are Dutch riders. Um, wow. You know, they're totally dominating. Um, but the Germans not to be outdone in uh, Neumünster on their home turf there. Um, Isabel Wirth uh, finished third with Verumnicht on 81.4. So an important uh, result too for Isabel as she gets back into uh, full, you know, into a rhythm. I think it's, it takes a while after you've been sidelined, uh, you know, with pregnancy and that kind of thing, doesn't it, to get back in the in the swing of it and get, find your rhythm? Absolutely. I think uh, she's gotten in it much faster than I did. <laughs> <laughs> so good for her. Yeah, good for her, absolutely. So uh, that was Neumünster, Neumünster, the CDI freestyle results from, from last weekend. And some other news from Europe. Um, and, and this is very interesting to watch how this has developed. The, it, there has been a new uh, a European association formed called the European Equestrian Federation. This new body was uh, established on February 18th by 27 European national federations. Uh, they met at uh, Warendorf in Germany, and that meeting was chaired by Germany's Do- Dr. Hanfred Haring. And the process commenced at a meeting of European national federations in Deauville, France, in March 2009, and was agreed in principle in Antwerp uh, in September 2009. Uh, Her Royal Highness Princess Isles said the FEI welcomes this development. Like the regional associations already established in Asia and the Americas, this reflects the natural evolution of representation of the sport's interests at the regional level, and we expect it to help address the numerous specific needs of European national federations. So that's an interesting layer, isn't it, Deb, between the national federations and the international federation? Yes, absolutely. Very, very interesting stuff. So we will watch that with interest. Um, and also the FEI announced the composition of a working group um, to form guidelines for the stewards. And the, the composition of that working group is tasked with expanding the current guidelines to facilitate clear implementation of the policy on warm-up techniques following on from last week's roundtable conference on hyperflexion, or ROLCOR, which has been finalised uh, on February 18th. The working group will be chaired by Dressage Committee Chairman Frank Kemperman, of course, the uh, show organiser of Aachen. The guidelines produced by the group will be communicated directly to stewards and also to riders and trainers. The working group is expected to put forward further proposals for the education of stewards to ensure the F- that FEI rules are strictly adhered to and that the welfare of the horse is maintained at all time- times. So a lot of interesting moves here, Deb. I noticed um, the, one of the recommendations from the Rollcore meeting a couple of weeks ago is to uh, introduce closed-circuit TV um, in uh, the warm-up areas. And now, of course, educating the stewards. I think it's all part of these these new um, features that are being put in place by the FEI. Right. I think it's fabulous. I mean, I'm very excited to hear about all this, and and uh, it'll be interesting once they get it all in place. How you know how well that um, the stewards are backed up. You know, I know a lot of the times that anybody's ever stepped up to try to, you know, talk in the welfare of the horse that they've been shot down a little bit. So it's nice to know that the stewards can feel confident when they see something and um, and have some backup. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, it'll be very interesting. You know, we uh, did, of course, talk to Tron Asmir uh, last week on last week's show um, to get uh, the update after their meeting um, on the roll call debate and, and, of course, these thing, new measures that were being put in place. So we will we'll keep a close eye on those developments that are coming out of the FEI. Well, we're going to take a short break here, Deb, for a commercial, and then we'll be right back with our guest of the week, Anki van Grunsven. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a second. Oversupplementation can be a problem, and not every horse needs a supplement. But when they do, you can count on Kentucky Performance Products to provide scientifically formulated, research-proven products that target specific challenges facing your dressage horses. Developed to complement, not compete with a balanced diet, KPP supplements will enhance the well-being of your horse. Kentucky Performance Products, helping you keep your horses healthy, sound, and competitive. You know, dressage horses sweat. As they sweat, horses lose water and vital electrolytes. Summer Games Plus Electrolyte Paste mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying your horse with the exact amounts of electrolytes he needs. But what makes Summer Games Plus really unique is that it also contains Nalox Antacid. Nalox protects your horse's stomach from the negative effects of stress. This extra protection is especially important for horses exposed to stressful situations such as competition, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling. Summer Games Plus is packaged in an easy-to-use syringe, making administration fast and accurate, especially at shows. So when your horse is on the go, keep him at the top of his game with dual-action Summer Games Plus Electrolyte Paste. Brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, helping you keep your horses healthy, sound, and competitive. Visit them at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. Well, of course, Anki, it needs no introduction from, from either of us, does she, Debbie? Uh, I think if, you're, if you know the sport of dressage, uh, you certainly know the name of Anki van Grunsven. And, and she, of course, is uh, busy campaigning her two horses, uh, Painted Black and Salinero. Um, has two really good rides uh, for, this, for the World Championship uh, um, uh, campaign this year. And uh, in the meantime, though, she's uh, heading off to, to Gothenburg this week weekend to compete in the final World Cup Western European League qualifier. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Deb, you know, there's five Dutch riders in those top five places. And at the moment, Anki is lying in uh, fifth place. And it's only the top three that will go forward to the World Cup uh, finals in Hertogenbosch in Holland at the end of March. So it's all to play for. And, you know, really, the, the Dutch are having it, things their own way right now, aren't they? They really are, and boy, to not have Anki at the World Cup is, I can't remember the last one that she hasn't been to, so that's going to be a quite a different scenario. Yeah, it yeah, really is changing complexion there, but it was very interesting to get her uh, viewpoint on this and, and uh, everything else that uh, is a priority in her life right now, so let's take a listen to Anki. Anki, welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Dressage Radio Show. Yeah, Hi. Nice to have you on. You know, it was only a matter of time before uh, we had you on the show to catch up with you and uh, share what you're doing with our dressage audience. So uh, lovely to have you on. I know it's a very busy time. Um, as we record this show, you're, you're about to head to uh, Gothenburg, of course, for the World Cup qualifier. Um, so obviously a very, very busy year with the World Cup and World 
uh, championships coming up. But I thought um, we would begin this time, Anki, since it's your first time on the show, just talking a little bit about your situation there, where you live and uh, with your family, to create a picture for our audience. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I live in the yeah, south middle of Holland. It's approximately an hour and 15 minutes away from Amsterdam because uh, Holland is not that big. Um, I have the, I have a really nice farmhouse where I live with my two little children. I have a boy that's five years old and a daughter that's uh, almost three years old. And I just rebuilt my whole new barn. So um, I'm sitting in Chef's office at this moment because mine is not ready yet. They have a complete new indoor and uh, new stables with apartments so people that come to train that they can stay here and also for readings and stuff like that. A lot of training because, yeah, I really like to ride my own horses, but I also love to train other people as well. And uh, on the opposite of my barn, there's a jumping barn because my brothers are into jumping horses. So the whole family actually is into horses so one way or the other. Well, that's interesting. You know, not many people hear so much about your brothers and what they do with with jumping and and how a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your your parents and the rest of your family and how you got started with horses and how that happened. How you went to towards dressage and your brothers went towards jumping. Let's talk a little bit about that, Anki. Yeah, I think uh, my dad was the uh, was the person that started it all because he was really uh, his hobby was horses. So when we were little. Um, we all got a pony, and normally I took the ponies for my brothers because they are four and five years older than me, so every time they were too big for a pony, I, I had that one. And um, I, when I was little, I used to do jumping and dressage and even eventing with the ponies. And uh, because my dad thought, you knew, you have to do dressage to be a good rider, and the jumping, okay, if you like mm-hmm. it, that's fine. So we did all of that, and um, yeah, then my first horse, Prisco, he uh, he was not a good uh, jumper, and I insisted on having him, but then I figured out it's not a good jumper, so that's actually how I got involved in dressage, and my brothers, uh, yeah, they, they think it's a bit boring, so... They stuck with it, with the jumping. They have a building company, but, um, yeah, they have the horses sort of a, as a hobby, hobby. But at this moment, they have uh, a, two horses international going with Jeroen Dibbeldam. And it could be that one is going to be in the team for the back as well, because oh. they are uh, in Holland doing quite well as well. One is named Whisper and one is named Simon. And... Um, so my brothers don't really ride them themselves anymore, but they really, uh, yeah, they really enjoy having the horses, and they're very interested. That's that's interesting. What are your brothers' names, Anki? Bilko is my oldest brother, and Erik is my youngest brother, and they are both married. Their wives are doing dressage. Their children are jumping. So yeah, it's the whole family thing. It, it, it certainly is. It runs in the blood, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, that's exciting. So we we could see um, a dressage and jumping representatives from the family then. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, how about that? Well, that's certainly a story, you know, because I'm also um, starting the jumping radio show. So maybe we need to talk to them on the jumping radio show too. Yeah, that would yeah be fun. maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we talk to them about dressage and we talk to you about reining and jumping. How about that? Yeah, good plan. <laughs> well, I want to also talk about your plans 
um, this year, obviously a big year. Um, we're midway through the Olympic cycle again, Anki, and you've been on this rotation for so many years now and, and understand obviously where the dynamics are when you're training your horses as what you focus on, whether the World Cup finals and the major championship of that year. And as we said earlier, you're heading to um, Gothenburg this weekend. Yeah. A, a very important competition for you in terms of the standings, we've got what uh, the f- top five riders in the World Cup standings now are all uh, from the Netherlands, and you're yeah. currently lying in five pl- fifth place. So, everything to play for. Tell, tell us about this. Yeah, I think we have a, a luxury problem in Holland at the moment. <laughs> because, yeah, there's only allowed uh, three people from one country in the finals. So, uh, that's going to be very tough because we have. Uh, Edward with Toetilas and Adelinde with Parsifal and Imke with Sunrise is doing really well. And I'm going this weekend to Göteborg with EPS Painted Black. And, um, yeah, and then we'll see. I must say, I think I had a bit of a bad luck because in Lyon, my first competition, I did win with Sally Nero. But because there were not enough competitors, I didn't get the full 20 points that you normally get for a win. Right. So there was only 14. And uh, that brings me a little bit back uh, on the other ones. And then uh, I wanted to go to the Frankfurt show with Painted Black, but then he had a fever, so I couldn't go there. And then I couldn't do Mechler because he still had his medication right. in his blood because I was only one week in between. So, uh, yeah, then it's, for me, it's a bit harder this year to get qualified, I think. And, um, yeah, on the other hand, yeah, I've done so many that it's not a big, big deal if I'm not in. And I think uh, for me, it's the most important thing this year is going to be the wreck in Kentucky anyway. Yeah, re- absolutely. Now, obviously, you've got the two horses at that level. Um, which ones would you favor for? Which one would you favor for? for where, would it still be Salinero? Yeah, I think it's a luxury position at this moment. And uh, Salinero was in really good shape and, uh, when I was in Wellington with him. So he yeah. likes America. That's a good thing. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then we'll see. Uh, I, yeah, I think I have to see who's in the best shape around that time. You never know what's going to happen. You, yeah, you never know if, if something happens or goes wrong or a horse gets not fit. Or So I think it's a luxury position to have to... Uh, to maybe able to qualify with. To, yeah, absolutely. A great position to be in. You mentioned Florida and, of course, the World Dressage Masters that you came over here and you won that very convincingly. Uh, it, 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 that, must have, that must have given you a good boost because it's a long way to travel, isn't it, to come? And I, I, and I, I know there was lots of tweeting from you about how much you enjoyed the weather over here. You'd like to stay a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing was, before I was there, I didn't even mind that it was so cold here. But since I'm back from Wellington, I think, oh, spring has to come fast. <laughs> so that that was a good run for you obviously yeah. yeah very very happy with that performance yeah very happy uh i didn't expect uh, to be the winner at the end because uh, yeah rafael and stefan were a very tough competition of course but salinero was in a very very good shape and uh yeah it just worked out all well and it was really nice because it was yeah nice weather uh, we had a little bit of a holiday with the children with, and, um, and yeah, then the children with and the horses with, and then it's always nice and relaxing, huh? Yeah, really. And you and did you get to Disneyland while you were here with the children? No, not this time. We did that last year. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but we had a day at the beach, 
And um, yeah, oh, of course I had to write something, you know, but then like it was in the evening or in the morning. And then, the, yeah, you know, you have still you have the other half of the day off. So that was really nice. Well, you mentioned that you, you know, that you, you very humbly said that you didn't expect to 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 win this, and and, and I want to just just touch on the, the the level of competition here, Anki. Of course, you know the standards of dressage are just right, going crazy these days, and with world records being broken, and and it's great that of course they're all your fellow countrymen that are breaking the records, um, but the dynamics in international dressage are shifting, aren't they, a little bit now? I mean, we've got a lot more combinations over here in the US the British are coming forward uh, with some strong combinations too and you've watched this now over your career uh, do you do you enjoy watching for the, these new dynamics and so that it's not always the same it's good for the sport it's good for competition to have these new dynamics who do you see as the main threats now to the hierarchy in dresser international dressage yeah i think at the moment it's definitely the dutch who are the strongest um, with Totilas and Edward and uh, Parsifal with Adelinda, I think they are very strong. And uh, Laura Bertelsheimer from England, she has a really good yeah. horse, so she's strong. And of course, we sh- never should forget uh, Stefan with Ravel, Isabel Weert, she's always there and being a fighter. So I think it's, yeah, many more, also much more very good horses at the moment. Yes. Yes, and I think that's what's interesting, that those good horses are not just in Europe. They are around the world, aren't they now? Yeah, but uh, Ravel did come from Europe, actually. Of course, yes, we came from I'm just teasing you. He comes from Holland, huh? so we're proud of him as well. Of course, of course. we. But, you know, as you said, uh, the, the Holland is in a very, very strong position. I mean, you just look yeah. at the World Cup standings, you look at the world records, you look at the yeah. European championships. Yeah. It must give you a lot of confidence because there's always been this rivalry between Germany and, and, and Holland for, for many, many years now. But yeah. we're, we're looking at breaking out of that rivalry. looks like... Um, you know, you're going to have other countries that are going to be competing for the silver medal, not just the bronze medal, but the yeah. silver medal, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very good for the sport. And uh, yeah, okay, it's sad for Germany because they, uh, I think, they had a couple of bad years now with a lot of uh, political problems and yeah, not such a strong team as normally. And um, yeah, but that, then you see, you still like in Holland, we're very strong now as well because of our breathing. If you see the the Dutch yes. horses, how they are bred, that's very strong. And I think all over the world, people are more, uh, you know, more into the sport and more the horses are getting better. And it's it's all growing and it's only very positive, I think, for the sport. Well, we certainly have found out with here with the Dressage Radio Show, Anki, how popular this show has become so quickly and how... Um, interactive and reactive engaged our audiences around the world you know we're in over 27 countries now and i get a lot of feedback um, from from the audience so i think it's it's a sport of all the um, equestrian disciplines that just continues to grow that's got to be exciting for you as as one of the leading competitors it is definitely exciting and uh yeah it's a brilliant nice sport so why not huh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Why not? Uh, well, I also want to talk about another sport that we know you're very keen on, and that's reining. Tell us what you're doing these days with, with your reining horse. Oh, uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's really my big hobby at the moment. And I have a really nice horse. This is Shining Walla, is this name. And, um, yeah, the, the competition season was, was not, yeah, that was stopped. 
it's going to start again now. So I'm uh, going to look at which competitions I'm going to ride. But I really enjoy it, and it's my big hobby. Uh, how much do you get to do of that a day with everything else that you have? Yeah, I just it's just my one horse that I ride. Okay. So it's, yeah, all dressage the whole day, training other people, riding my own horses, and then this, yeah, little wizard Shining Walla, who's my little pony, we, we like to call him because he's, he's too funny and too cute. And yeah, for me, he's just uh, one extra horse to ride. Uh, so any, any ambitions, any competitive goals with, with the reigning Yankee? Yeah, I want to get better in it. Right. That's always my goal when I'm, uh, when I'm riding. You know, I want to, I want to get better and better and improve myself and things. And that's, yeah, that's the nice part about working with horses that you can make together with your horse. See, uh, yeah, see how far you can come together as a team. Do you have any competition ambitions with reining? Uh, I'm going to compete, yes, because I think, yeah, at home I'm great, of course, as you understand. <laughs> but comp- competing is much more difficult. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to compete them and see how it goes. Good, 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 good. Well, we'll follow that with interest. And I know you, you, you tweet that, you're on Facebook, you use all these new media tools. Um, and you have an awful lot going on with your other business interests, Anki. How... Uh, who manages all this for you? Because surely you don't have time to manage your clothing, your media productions, your education, your new media. There's an awful lot going on in Anki's world, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. I'm very busy with my two children, my horses, and my teaching. But uh, the clothing line, I'm involved in the new collection two times a year. So I'm really involved in, in what is it going to look like, which colors, which models, which materials. So I design two times a year together with a professional designer, the clothing. But the, you know, the the products when they're ready, uh, the selling and the dealer uh, working with the dealers, we have people working for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the media things like Twitter and Facebook and Hives in Holland we have. I do that together with uh, Lisbeth, who's my assistant. If I have time, I do it myself, and if I don't have time, she helps me on it, because it's, yeah, otherwise a lot of work. And then with the new uh, education center, um, Chef does a lot in it. I do a lot in it, because, you know, it's it's your thing. You cannot just make sure somebody else is taking care of that. You have to keep a, an eye on it. But we, of course, have people that help us with us. And I think, yeah, with everything, we have a very good team with people around us that help us with all these things. Otherwise, it's not possible to do. Well, you ma- yes, you manage all these other interests as well. But coming back to your children, obviously the nearest and dearest to two small people in your life, your son Yannick and daughter Ava. As you said, Yannick is coming five, five coming six in November, and, and Ava is coming three in just a couple of weeks, huh? Oh, next yeah, week. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so how do you spend your time with them? Are they in preschool or kindergarten? How does your day go with them? Yeah, uh, Yannick Jansi, he goes to school already from 9 in the morning till 4, and he comes in an hour in between. So I try to have lunch together with him, not for an hour, but for half an hour or so. And then or chef or I take him to school or bring him home. And I have a really nice uh, nanny helping us. And Ava either she's in school for two half days, and for the rest she's still at home. But I try to keep my working days from 9 till 4 
then spent my time with my children until they're in bed around 7.38. And then afterwards, I still have time to do my emails and my bookkeeping and things like that that you can do from the office. Right, right. Well, Yannick, of course, is old enough to, to be on a pony. Has he, has he, does he have much interest at this stage? Yeah, no, once in a while he wants to be a cowboy, and sit, and they both <laughs> sit uh, sit with me on uh, on Wiz, my quarter horse, and uh, they have a little pony. And once in a while they are playing Indiana, but uh, I think it's very important that they have fun with it. I don't want to push anything, and if they want to ride, then it's fine. If not, then it's fine as well. Good. Well, there's so many choices for children these days, and I think you know having your having you there and the inspiration all around you. Either they'll pick it up or they won't, right? And I think it's going to be fun watching them come emerge as, as potential riders and 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 see which if they do take an interest, which sport they pick up. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're still so little, so it's more playing than doing other things at the moment. Absolutely. Well, got to have fun with it. Well. It's been great talking to you, Anki, and, you know, we wish you luck. We wish the children luck if they do pick up the riding, and we'll follow, follow you all with interest. And this year, of course, big year, we'll be catching up with you, hopefully, when you come here for the World Equestrian Games and talk to you again uh, when you're over here in Kentucky. Uh, well, good luck in Gothenburg this weekend. Thank you. Um, big, big weekend for you. I hope uh, that the weather doesn't get in the way because uh, <laughs> you, you've got uh, got some pretty severe weather up there in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, and uh, good. We have some snowstorms at the moment, I think, so that's not so nice. Well, well, take care traveling. We uh, will catch up with you again as the season unfolds and want to thank you again so much for spending time with us. Okay, the- you're welcome. Well, it's great to have her on the show, Debbie. It was the first time she'd been here, of course, and uh, an awful lot going on in her life. She does, like you, I mean, just manages a very, very busy life. Uh, you know, you're soon going to need a publicist and a, and a personal secretary and uh, your entourage <laughs> yourself, by the sounds of things. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, but I know Auntie's getting her hands full, especially with two young children too. <laughs> yes, yes, they're so so young, you know, three and and five. Bless her heart, she really does have a a plate full. Um, so we we'll be following with interest as the well, well as the World Cup unfolds. We're getting closer now to the final, of course, as I said at the end of March in uh, the Netherlands. Um, any predictions there, Deb? Oh, I, I hear, I, you know, really hate to say, I mean, anything can happen. So, no, I'm not going to make any predictions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we won't put you on the spot, but we'll be, I look forward to reviewing it with you in a few weeks. Yes, time. absolutely. Well, we're going to take a short commercial break here and we'll be back in just a second. Glenn the Geek here, and we get many emails every week from people who really like the shows, and they ask how they can help support the Horse Radio Network. Well, you already do that by listening to the shows and by buying from all of our fantastic sponsors. And now you can add to that by supporting us directly and very easily. The next time you need something from Amazon, just go to any of our websites and click on the Amazon banner in the middle of the page. Then go on and buy your Amazon items. It won't cost you a penny more, just an extra click. But Amazon gives us a little bit back just because you clicked on the banner. Tell your family and friends to do the same thing. Every little bit helps us to keep giving you the quality equestrian programming that you have come to love. Thanks for listening. Well, Deb, you remember a few weeks ago I started this new series trying to uh, get people to 
send in their suggestions for great partnerships. Um, they have to be, be retired, um, but of course there are so many of them that evoke wonderful memories in the sport, and, and we would love to revisit those. So please send those in to us um, and uh, with your ideas. Send them to me, chris at horseradionetwork.com. And, uh, and as I said, there, there's, there's tons of them, isn't there, when especially, you know, you and I can look back on quite a, you know, quite a, a number of years in the sport and uh, some of those great partnerships. Does does anyone really stick out for you that that absolutely belongs right there? I have to say Nicole Uboff and Rembrandt. I, you yes. know, I think they were the yeah. first to really, yes, um, for me anyway, really show harmony and um, and I, it was just such a pleasure to watch. You know, he wasn't yes. an easy horse, but yet. Um, Slipped in and out of those gears like a Ferrari, you know. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed watching them, and there's been, like you said, there's been so many, but that one for me, I really did stand out. Yeah, I would have have to agree. Absolutely, they they were just a picture perfect in harmony, and he he, he was such a pretty little horse, and they were, and and they, they just went so well together, didn't they? Yes, they really did. I mean, it was it was truly for me. It was. One of the nicest pictures to watch. It it really was, and you know, no one's written in with that suggestion yet. So uh, you know, keep your ideas coming. Send them to me at chris at horseradionetwork dot com, and we will um, take a look at uh, revisiting some of those partnerships. We've got some ideas. I'm not going to give them away yet. They'll be uh, um, they'll be coming up on the show in the, in the next weeks and months. We'll we'll slot those in. I think it's this is a series that can be ongoing because there are just so many. Wonderful, wonderful, great partnerships. And, uh, you know, I have to say, not to embarrass you, you're on the radio, so we won't see your blushes, Deb, but I don't know if you remember uh, a few years ago I came and filmed you at at, uh, working the Mayor Brentina at home. Uh huh. I do remember that. And and I will never forget when you pulled her out and you jumped on her and we went in that indoor arena. And the instant harmony between you two, I don't think I've seen such... Sweet harmony. So it, it's um, she didn't need you to tell her what you wanted to do. She she got it. She she said, "Okay, I know what you want, Mum." <laughs> well, thank you. She was a very very special horse. There is absolutely no doubt, and we did kind of have a great communication together. It was pretty fun to almost just think of something and the horse already reacted. So I don't I really won't ever ride another horse like that in my lifetime. I'm convinced of that yeah no it's, yeah, it's no, magic when it's you have that kind of understanding understanding it sure is all right well all we're right coming to uh, our show notes this week deb if you want to tell everybody and uh, just remind them how they can reach us um you can reach us at um www.dressageradio.com and um, follow us on twitter at horse radio at chris e stafford Official social network, Equestrian Life, www.equestrianlife.com. Contact us at chris at horseradionetwork.com. Voicemail at 270-803-0025. Great. And, of course, we always want to thank our sponsors uh, that make this show possible. And uh, don't forget to visit our fan page, too, if you want to leave suggestions for the great partnerships. They have to be retired partnerships, and you can leave those suggestions on our Facebook page or email me. 
Well, that's about wraps it up for this week. I think it was a great show. Wonderful to have Anki on the show with us, Deb. Um, next week, um, I'm going to be talking to Anne Gribbons, of course, great friend of yours and, and such a driving force in this uh, sport of ours, isn't she? Oh, absolutely. It's great to have her on board. And, you know, I, I love her ideas and her enthusiasm. And I do think that, you know, she's going to make a good difference. Uh, absolutely. Certainly has a lot of drive and uh, passion and, and energy. And I look forward to uh, speaking with her next week here on the Dressage Radio Show. But until then, we, and it'll be a couple of weeks before you and I catch up again. Debbie, what, what are you going to be up to? You've got a show next week in L.A.? And, yes, and then, what? and then after that, I think I have a weekend, and I'm trying to plan a date with my husband. Oh, <laughs> how nice is that? <laughs> It'll be very nice, because we haven't been able to spend much time together, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, wonder- so kind of delayed Valentine's Day, is that? Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Well, have fun, and uh, good luck at the competition next week, Deb, and come back and see us in a couple of weeks' time. I will. Thanks so much, Chris. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, thanks for listening and enjoy your riding. Bye-bye.